She's like, you just have to remember that you're here for a reason and you belong and constantly hearing that helps, but you still, you know, you're looking at other people's, you know, biographies and all their social media followers and all, all their fan base that they have. And it's tough not to feel like you maybe don't belong in that environment because you're not, you're just different. Your path was different, but that's what, that's all it was, is it was a different path to the same destination. And just reminding yourself that I'm here, that we're both here. We're both, um, in the same dugout doing the same things. And, um, but I'll, but I'll be honest, there's still days I have to remind myself and going into my eighth pro season. Like I still have to remind myself of that, that it doesn't matter, but sometimes coming from a different path, you kind of have to fight for yourself a little more or just prove yourself a little more. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Welcome back to When the Cleats Come Off. We are, if you're listening right away, a week into college softball season, especially D1, and we are meeting with a D1 head coach this week. Morgan Zirkle is a phenomenal, not only athlete, current professional for Athletes Unlimited, but now is the head coach at her alma mater, Marshall, where she was a former All-American and conference champion and is younger than me and is a head coach at a D1 program. How cool is that? If you're wondering, I'm 31. Okay. We recorded this episode literally days away from their first game. And currently they have two wins and three losses. But if you look and see who they played, they have played some pretty high level competition already. And they are competing. Today in this episode, Morgan is going to talk about her excitement for the upcoming season and the coaching staff that she has alongside her, who she actually plays with in Athletes Unlimited, how she went from not being recruited by many schools to now playing at the professional level and even has played for Team USA in multiple seasons, how she's handling pressure and doubt as a professional, how the power of having someone believing in you can go a long way in your career, the goals and focuses of Marshall this season, how Coach Stanton, her former head coach at Marshall, who is now the head coach at IU, helped mold her into the player and coach that she is today. And ironically, she gets to play her this season. This is a really cool and enlightening episode. We've never had one like this before. I'm just excited for you to learn from a new head coach who's had many years experience coaching as an assistant and now getting getting to own her own program and what their goals are. This is a really exciting interview, and I'm so excited to bring you Morgan to the podcast. Let's get right to it. 
Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to be with someone I've tried to get on the podcast. She is so busy uh, coaching her very first season at her alma mater, um, Marshall Morgan Zirkel. Thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, busy, busy times. We're recording this literally days before you get to hit the road. What are the initial mm-hmm. excitements around all of this? Or, I mean, let's just talk excitements because I know yeah. it's crazy. I mean, every first game of the year is exciting. You've been waiting so long. You've been like, you want to go south. You want to play in warm weather. You want to get on the dirt. Like you always have that. But for me, it's a little extra exciting because, you know, it's my first game as a head coach. So that's obviously a big deal and exciting and I'm ready for it. So um, feeling, feeling extra excited this season. Yeah. And you still get to play, which is kind of like wild and awesome as well. So is it going to be weird, like wearing, you know, not the jersey, but the the Marshall logo on your coaching chest and then teaching your players how to enjoy the moment? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been doing it a little while now as an assistant. So I've kind of gotten used to, you know, not being able to have control over the game, really, as a coach, yeah. you know, coaches don't really have much control over the game. You practice and prepare and you try to make the athletes as ready um, as they can be to to do it on their own. So really, I just sat on a bucket during the game and hope hope everything we're prepared for, you know, turns out like we want it. So um, it's actually a little bit easier of a job, I think, to just, okay, <laughs> let's go. They, they have to do it, you know. Um, but being an AU and being a captain, you kind of get a little bit of the coaching role during that as well at, at times if you're in that role. So um, it's, it's kind of easy to to mix the two and I've kind of been doing it for a little while now. So. Yeah. Speaking of AU, you recruited some teammates of yours from AU to be your assistants. Um, I remember seeing everybody be dropped, like as you know, it was being announced, you were like choosing your teammates to coach alongside you. What was that process like? I mean, when you're looking for coaches, you want people who you trust and who, you know, are just, ready to learn and build something with you. And all three of them, I knew were going to be trustworthy people, um, you know, friends, good companions, and people who were just high level thinking of the game and also played at a high level themselves. And that's kind of, you know, I wanted to put those people in front of my athletes because, you know, who better to learn from than, you know, a bunch of mid-major kids who now play professionally and, get to live out their dream daily. So to be able to have that many people and staff that are just real life examples of um, achieving a dream, I think is pretty cool. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you mentioned the mid-major because this is why I needed to have you on the podcast because everybody's in this like, hey, power five conference or bust mentality. When I'm sitting here like, there is so much benefit to going to a school that you love and enjoy for reasons other than softball, first of all. And also if you go to the right place and you feel like you're home, like you will perform better. And clearly Marshall was that for you. So can you talk about um, your softball journey, maybe leading up to playing at Marshall and then getting that professional call to then go play? Yeah, sure. I mean, I wasn't really recruited by any schools, um, maybe a a couple local um, that were even slightly aware of me, but really Marshall was the only one knocking at my door. And, um, you know, that's where I'm from. So that 
probably is why I had that opportunity is because they actually, you know, knew who I was. Um, so then getting the opportunity to play at Marshall to me, it was, it was the best, best thing to ever happen to me because I was truly developed at Marshall and I wasn't, you know, depending on where you go, you might have, you might not get to play as a freshman, you know, you might get put on the back burner until, you know, an all American graduates, like you never know. Um, and Marshall for me was a perfect situation. I got early experience on the field. I got to then be evaluated and see how I did and push to a higher level. Um, and, and my coaches really took the time to develop me as a person and player. And that's exactly what I needed. And that's why I think, by the end of my career, you know, I did have that opportunity, um, to get drafted and keep playing, um, because I would grown so much in the fourth year, four years. When I walked onto campus, I, I wasn't, uh, you know, a highly recruited or pr- potential professional player, you know, that was younger, like that wasn't who I was, but after four years of development, then I was ready and at that level. And I'm just super thankful for that. And I think some kids need to, hear that and see that because, you know, similar experiences happened with all of my, like two of my staff members. And then, uh, my pitching coach even transferred from a division one school to a division two school and loved her experience at the division two level. So I think it's all about wherever you're going to, you know, grow the most and be able to succeed and have a good experience is what's most important. And if you, if you really want something to, and dream to do it, you can do it almost anywhere, but I'd like to think at Marshall, it's very possible too. Yes. Oh, I have goosebumps. I also can relate in so many ways. A lot of people think like, Hey, you, you went to Purdue, you were an all-star player. And I'm just like, yeah, but I hit like 250 my freshman year and I was not that good. And same thing as you is like, if you just want to get as great as you can each year, you're learning more about yourself as a hitter, as a defender, whatever. And you just like have this itch to want to just get and fine tune each part of your game over time. You're going to be an outstanding player. And, um, I had no, I had no idea I was even in the cards to potentially be a draft. I don't know if that was the same for you. I literally got like, my coach said the day before the draft, Hey, they're putting you in the NPF, like potential draft. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> um, but it's kind of crazy. What was your experience in that, in that regard getting drafted? Well, I think the, my biggest shock came a little bit earlier um, than the draft was when I was invited to try out for team USA. And that was kind of like, what? me seriously (laughs) how do they even know about me so I think that was my first initial shock that was like okay really they want some kid from Marshall to come try out um so that was that was kind of my experience similar to your draft experience so I at least knew people were looking at me at that point so um I was a little nervous in the draft because I was drafted last in that year but I at least knew I was up for it just because of the other players I'd kind of been competing with on a USA elite team and different things at that time. Mm -hmm. Did you feel a lot of pressure playing, you know, with, you know, some all Americans that, you know, maybe won a national title or like went to postseason. I had never gone to a postseason. I felt a lot of pressure um, playing with these athletes that, you know, people idolize. And I'm just like, okay, this is crazy. And for a while, it kind of like hit me hard and I kind of doubted myself a little bit. Did you ever go through that or 
is that something that you um sure you you worked on right away and you're okay <laughs> i absolutely went through that it, i mean i there's times i still go through that where yeah. you know you just you have to remind yourself you belong and that was something my coach really like pointed out to me from the very beginning what when i went to the tryout or i went to my first summer league team like She's like, you just have to remember that you're here for a reason and you belong and constantly hearing that helps, but you still, you know, you're looking at other people's, you know, biographies and all their social media followers and all, all their fan base that they have. And it's tough not to feel like you maybe don't belong in that environment because you're not, you're just different. Your path was different, but that's what, that's all it was, is it was a different path to the same destination. And just reminding yourself that I'm here though. We're both here. We're both, um, in the same dugout doing the same things. And, um, but I'll, but I'll be honest, there's still days I have to remind myself and going into my eighth pro season. Like I still have to remind myself of that, that it doesn't matter, but sometimes coming from a different path, you kind of have to fight for yourself a little more or just prove yourself a little more, but, um, it's doable. And if you keep your head on straight, like you can get through it. No problem. Mm, That's awesome. That's really encouraging. You know, I want to go back and play now, now that I'm, I think we're actually similar ages. I didn't, I should have looked this up. But I'm 31 now, but I'm just like, dang, I wish I could go back and play because I feel like from a mental standpoint, I would be in a way better space than my 22-year-old self getting drafted and feeling like a tiny fish in a huge pond. Did you feel at Marshall at all like you were like a big fish or did you feel like in in regards to your talents, you were, I don't know how to describe it. Like at Purdue for me, I felt like I was like a big fish in like a little pond sometimes because my senior season, I was the only one producing offensively, but that was just my experience. But, or did you feel like at Marshall, you, you did a really good job of just like making sure you were your heads on straight. You said that yourself, but that you felt like you were right where you needed to be. You didn't care if you were like the best player in the conference, you were just focused on you. I think I was lucky enough to play with some other really good athletes that were pushing me um, in different ways. You know, may I had, you know, by my senior year developed like an all around skill set, but I was lucky enough to play with a lot of people that were pushing me in certain areas, you know, challenging me in stolen bases. Um, I had two teammates that, you know, had uh, just as many, if not more stolen bases as me. So I had a good competitive team as far as some Mm -hmm. of those people. And I think really all I wanted to do my senior year was to win a championship. And I think that kind of helped make the personal stats that, you know, you get pressure to perform for not, um, as important. Cause I just wanted to win really, really bad. Um, you know, I didn't yeah. want to go through my four years and graduate without a championship and without a ring. So having that like goal be, you know, at the forefront of my mind, I think helped take some of the pressure off like my individual goals, like being an all American and having the stats that you needed. So I think that definitely helped. Um, but I think it's also like a special feeling being at Marshall or a smaller community, tighter knit school that, yeah, when you do produce, you feel special. Um, and I think that's a cool thing about maybe not being at some of these really big schools is that, um, when you do do something great, like you feel that love and specialness from the community and the fans, because it is a little tighter knit than maybe of the 
larger fan bases. Sure. Yeah. And there's that added pressure. I love that. And I love that you probably felt like it wasn't just the community within softball. You probably felt, you know, the support from, you know, academically your teachers or like people were just more connected within your school. I'm really curious because there's a lot of athletes who listen who, um, you know, want to play in college one day. And I want to know specifically, like, what was it about Marshall that you knew this was it? Like, this is where you were meant to be. Well, like I kind of mentioned in the beginning, I didn't really have a lot of options. Um, so for me, it was someone who believed in me and thought I could, you know, become something great. And I don't even know if I really knew that in in high school when I was being recruited because you're young, you don't know all the things, but I did know, you know, someone was giving me an opportunity to play, which is what I want. And it didn't matter where it was. It was someone believing in me and giving me an opportunity. So I went for it. And then, you know, wherever you're at, like be the best wherever you're at and work hard to get there. And that's, I think, you know, how I got then to the next level is just being, being happy and working my butt off where I was at. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the calling to then be a coach back at your like probably favorite university, obviously in the country, like take me through the emotions there because did it feel full circle for you? Is it something that you're excited because you want to take, you know, what you remember and like build upon it? Like what is, what does that feel like for you to be able to be the head coach at where you literally played already, like at your age too? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You know, I went a couple of places to get some coaching experience and was a GA and assistant. And, you know, I loved, I loved everything about coaching in those roles, like helping athletes, you know, be better hitters to understand the game more, whatever it was like, just be there for them. That was such a great experience. And then to be able to come and not just be at the school that you played at, but to lead the program is something that, you know, I always wanted, but I didn't know the opportunity would come up this soon and it would, you know, be presented to me and just to be here and in this role, it's, it's, you know, sometimes I look around and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. I feel like I was here just the other day, but when you look, it's like, okay, we haven't won a championship since I left. And now it's like, I want that for my student athletes. I want that feeling that I had my senior year where, you know, Marshall was top 25 consistently and we got to go to regionals. And that was just the most fun thing as a student athlete. And now as a coach, like, it's just, I want it again, except now I'm in a different role wanting it and wanting it for others and to have that same experience. I don't think there's any better motivation than that, like to get the feeling back that you had. Um, I'm sure your players are, you know, itching for the exact same thing. When you have your player meetings or practices, are you focused on a championship or are you focused on like the day by day? Let's focus on the little things. What is what is your main focus right now as a team? Yeah, I think we talk a lot about like our individual development and our team development. You know, we don't have to be perfect to be improving. And if we just are constantly working on what we know we need to work on, eventually it's going to click. It may not be first game. It may not be 15th game, but if by the end of the season we're, you know, we've prepared and we're doing what we can, like maybe we have a shot at a championship. So obviously we want to win and we want to be a contender, but that's, that's always a goal. But 
I think they know each day what they're going to have to do if they want to make that goal real. Um, and I think that's where they have really good process goals and are taking it a little easier on themselves and knowing like, Hey, if it's not here, you know, the first practice, the first game, like we know, um, we have, we can get there eventually and that our ceiling is higher. So I think they have a really good outlook that came up with a couple mottos this year, only us kind of thinking about, you know, let's not look in the other dugout and, you know, care about the name on the other Jersey, but we know what we're trying to do um, together as us. And then the tough get tougher. And I think that's pretty special for them to kind of come up with because they had a phenomenal season last year. Um, I think they had the most wins in program history, um, but they unfortunately didn't get to have a chance in the NCAA tournament. So um, this year they want they want to get tougher and they want to be challenged so that if they do get an opportunity, they'll feel um, prepared for it. And I, I, I hope they at least do feel prepared throughout preseason and conference. And if we get that opportunity, I think they'll then be ready for it. Mm, speaking of season, which is in you know a couple hours, um, you just <laughs> had your first pitch dinner and it looked like an amazing show out. You also had Coach yes. Stanton, which I need you to talk about her because I'm a big fan of what she's doing over in Indiana. And I know you're a big fan of her. Tell us about the first pitch dinner. It looked awesome. Yeah, we got together last night, had our senior speak. Shonda was our keynote speaker. And we had almost 200 people come out from the community and parents and, you know, donors and just, you know, meet our team, hear from our seniors and then hear Coach Stanton speak. And she had a phenomenal job as always. Um, she's such an inspirational person. And the reason I am even a coach today and half the coach I am today um, is everything she's taught me. So talking about a full circle moment, that was definitely one. I got a little emotional and teary eyed during the event for sure, because it was just, you know, so surreal seeing, you know, my team 31 out there and then having her speak to them and, you know, the 17 years she spent at Marshall and just all those people and support around there was, it was a really special evening. Yes. And you talk about how she's a huge mentor for you and you're, I'm sure she wouldn't take credit for half the player that you are, but what are the things about Shonda that stood out to you? Cause there are a lot of coaches that listen and they're like, okay, I want to make sure I give all my athletes like enough to be able to thrive in whatever area they want to get the best at. Like, what is it about Shonda that, you know, made you who you are? Yeah. I think Shonda's is not afraid to, to push you and not just push you in the softball field, but in all areas, whether it's public speaking or making you, you know, play a position that you didn't want to play or whatever it may be like, or when you feel good and you think you're good, she's going to push you to be great. And she's going to make you keep climbing. And I think that's the reason why I got to the highest level is because she didn't, you know, let me feel satisfied when I hit 300 as a freshman, she basically told me like, Oh, really? You're proud of that. Like you're way too talented to like be satisfied with that. And, you know, she still was proud of me, you know, like she sees it, but she didn't, she didn't let me stop when I got a little mm -hmm. bit of success. She keep, she kept me 
working so that she I got to the level she knew I was capable of getting to that and I'm just so appreciative of that because a lot of people you know they have a good player and they don't want to mess them up they don't want to screw them up they're just like okay she's she's good let's let her do her thing and Shonda constantly was on me to to be even greater um and not just be satisfied with the current skill set I had or um the current stats I had she wanted more for me that's so great. And obviously you were coachable and listened, but are you are seeing kind of, again, full circle? Is she mentoring you within the coaching world now? Like, hey, these are the things you need to prep for for season. Absolutely. I reach out to her pretty often, but to have her here the past couple of days was nice too, to just feed off her energy, you know, always get her advice going into season and um, definitely a mentor for me on the coaching side as well. Um, I meant to look, but I thought I saw Indiana on your schedule this year. Are you playing them? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny that we are actually playing them this year, but we're both playing at Arizona in their t- preseason tournament. So third week of season, we'll have a game against the Hoosiers. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you're itching for that. I also yeah. saw, by the way, you're hosting two tournaments and I'm, I swear you just recruited all of Indiana teams to come play you because you're playing Purdue, Butler, and well, Radford's not an Indiana team, but um, Purdue, you're playing my alma mater, which I'm pumped mm-hmm. about. And then the next weekend, you live at Ball State, Notre Dame, Indiana State. Is Did did maybe she help you with connections of getting those, those schools out to you because they're all Indiana, but is it fun to be able to host your own tournaments now? Like we didn't get to do that up in Indiana where I live. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of getting a lot of Indiana schools is because we're just a little bit South. So (laughs) we're hoping it's, you know, we've been outside this past week and it's been pretty decent weather. So I'm hoping it sticks around for the beginning of March, but you know, just being a little bit South, I think it helps us get those Indiana schools. Hey, don't go too far. Just come a little bit down to us. Um, But Yeah. yeah, to be able to host is awesome. We, got some new lights on our facility this year. We got a new indoor cage, visitors locker room. So those facilities are helping us, you know, not just host, but you definitely increase our hosting experience for teams coming in. Yes. Well, wrapping up here, what is it that you're most excited about it being, you know, seasons a couple days? Like, what is it that we can look forward to seeing with Marshall this year? You know, I think the beginning might be tough, like we said, but our team, I think, is really adamant about getting tougher regardless of maybe an early knockdown or whatever happens. I think they're here for the journey in the long haul. Um, so I think just to see us continually rise throughout the year is something I hope I hope happens, that each game we get a little better, we learn each other a little better, you know, our pitchers get to face hitters and our, our own hitters and, and see, evaluate a little more. So I think just a constant, constant competitive growth for us is hopefully going to happen. And that's what I look forward to. I've seen it in, we have a first year women's basketball head coach this year. And, you know, she had a little bit of an up and down preseason. And then when she hit conference play, um, they're like 10 and one in conference and wow. she's a first year head coach. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'll be that fortunate that we'll do that great, but like, that's what you want, you know, to just um, play each game your hardest, but eventually, you know, hit your stride and just feel good about where you've gotten. So um, I hope my team's fortunate to experience that this year. 
Well, I can't wait to follow. This is going to be fun, especially seeing you and your your teammates who are now your coaches kind of go on this journey together. I'm stoked. I know all the listeners are going to be stoked and watching you. How can we follow you specifically and also your team this season? Where do you guys like to hang out? Everybody loves social media. <laughs> right. I, I'm on Twitter a lot. I think my team uh, likes Instagram a little more. Um, but we've got a pretty good media guy that I think is going to give some good content. And then hopefully most of our conference games will be on ESPN plus. So, you know, I think more and more softball being on TV is awesome. So to catch a game definitely throughout the season and just follow us and see how it goes. Perfect. I have one final question for you and it's more about you as a player, but what type of encouragement would you give a player who wants to play for team USA or play professionally that maybe doesn't see that journey being very clear for her yet. What type of encouragement would you give her? I think to be okay with the hard moments. If practice isn't hard, if you're not, you know, if you're not struggling, you're probably not growing. You know, if everything is easy and going smooth, you're you're probably not growing and getting better and and you know striving for that next step. So if you've encountered roadblocks or struggles or things are hard, like that's probably a good thing. We talk a little bit about how s- stress can be a good thing because through stress, you're you're developing some sort of muscle, and you know that's that's the biggest thing I would say is is be okay with the hard. Um, that's going to make you better in the long run and hopefully set you up for eventual success. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for your time. Go get, go get back to probably planning your lineup or what you're going to do before you travel. But good luck this season and especially this week in Florida while we watching. All right. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks, Morgan. If you're like me and are itching to start watching more college softball, especially now, Marshall, after listening to this interview, you need to listen to, if you haven't already, episode 168, which was the previous episode before this one, on where and how you can watch college softball this season. So Morgan mentioned ESPN Plus is where a lot of their games are going to be on TV. I just saw that the IU game that they're going to be playing against them this season is going to be on Flow Softball, which is another account that has tons and tons of games. There's so many options. So I'm going to push you over to episode 168, if you haven't listened yet, to learn where and how you can watch And also here's just another pro tip. Just follow your favorite teams on Twitter and you'll see where most of their games are aired the day of. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. You know the drill. If you loved it, enjoyed it, feel like someone in your tribe needs to hear this conversation, please share it with them. Also, if you are just a huge fan of the podcast, I'm going to encourage you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. Even if you have some critical feedback, I'm here for it. Uh, We all can get better, right? That's the only way we get to the levels that we want to get to. Um, But just excited for this season. So excited for you to be able to watch college softball now. (sighs) What a time to be alive. This is like Christmas. And now I'm leaving you with my favorite tagline. Don't forget to stay awkward, stay humble, and keep smiling. P.S. Did you know that we have When the Cleats Come Off merch that has that tagline on it? Yeah, if you just head over to www.ashleybtraining.com, head to my merch site, you can see that we have When the Cleats Come Off gear, hats, t-shirts, mugs, all the things. If you didn't know that exists and you didn't know that you get $10 off all of your purchases, just type in podcast 10 when you check out and you get a discount. 
So even if you're just a tad bit interested in it, I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you to go and get $10 off literally any podcast gear. And if you like the podcast, there's no better way to represent it. And if anybody asks you, hey, what is that? You can be like, this is my favorite softball podcast in the world. When the cleats come off, why aren't you listening yet? You see why I have merch gear? I want people to be interested in this podcast and you can help me get the word out. All right, that's all I got. I will see you next week for another incredible episode. But until then, stay awkward, stay humble, keep smiling. I'll see you later.